Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Sequel Q&A. My name's Doug. So the next sequel that we're going to be covering is the greatest Christmas sequel of all time. And of course, I'm talking about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And I was lucky enough to interview Cousin Catherine herself, Miriam Flynn. Miriam is so much fun to talk to. We talked about her days going from Ohio to Second City and her improv career and how quick everything moved for her. Within a few years, she's working on the Tim Conway show. Then she's starring in a sitcom that's set in Dayton, Dayton, Ohio called Maggie, which is so cool. And then her amazing voice credits over the years. She was on everything from DuckTales, Land Before Time, Babe, Bobby's World. It's like over 100 voice credits. And then also we talked about her getting the role of Cousin Catherine in the original Vacation movie. She had a relationship. She knew Chevy and she knew Harold Ramis from the Second City days. And that's a great story. And just so much more. She was such a blast. So before I start the interview, please review, rate us, subscribe. Uh, When you subscribe, as soon as a new episode comes out, boom, you're going to get a great interview or a great sequel review, and you don't want to miss out on that. It's the gift that keeps on giving. So without further ado, here is actress, improviser, and comedy writer, Miriam Flynn. This is awesome. It's so great to talk to you. It's so funny that the connection between you and Lance, when I talked to Lance, I, my daughter was like four months old, I think. And I never wanted to have the camera on talking to people because I'm like, it's podcasts. I might be a little nervous because I, he was like the third person that ever said yes to me. And that was Uh like almost like two and a half years ago. So I remember he's like, Oh, you're going to turn, you're going to turn it on. And I turned it on and it was like my office. We were in a small apartment office slash my daughter's room pink everywhere. (laughs) And he was just like the nicest guy. So it's so cool that you guys have that connection and uh, you reach out to him. Okay. So yeah, like we kind of talked about the other night. I love hearing about how people started, how their career began, but really what led up to that point. So you mentioned a little bit the other night, obviously we weren't recording it because it was by phone. So which part of you grew up in Ohio, right? I grew up in Cleveland and then went to college outside of Chicago. After I graduated, I, I moved to Chicago and sort of outrageously nervy thinking I'm going to, you know, be an actress. And just like maybe a couple months after I was there, my best friend, who also I went to college with, and uh, coincidentally, two guys, one who ended up being my husband and the other (laughs) ended up being my writing partner. They were teachers and they decided to take this workshop at Second City the same time Audrey and I did. (laughs) And about six weeks into the workshop, they suddenly needed a whole touring company at Second City, which never happens. And Audrey and myself and Will and Eric all got cast in this little touring company. And then after, and I was like, well, of course, of course that they wanted me. I'm hilarious, you know. (laughs) And uh, a few months after I was in the touring company, I was understudying Betty Thomas and she left and suddenly I'm in the main stage, just boom, boom, boom. Crazy. So I stayed there for four years, which was really great. The most wonderful training. 
learning about timing and, and uh, characters and writing and everything else. At the same time, I was doing writing and doing voiceovers for two guys, Dick Orkin and Burt Burtis, and they were the biggest comedy radio people in the country. And they decided to move their company out to L.A. I had just gotten married. And so we moved to L.A. and then we got to L.A. And then the Tim Conway show hired us to be writers and performers on the show. I didn't even have an agent. (laughs) And then Irma Bombeck saw me on the show. She wanted me to play her in a sitcom. So I had my own show for a little while. And then I sort of got into the National Lampoon group and did one movie for them and then i tried watching um, that last night it's like so hard to find a class reunion yeah well it's just as well you don't find it let me just say that the cast is pretty good i know but the cast is pretty good i I know it's kind of a horror story i I would i would let it go doug i really would (laughs) trust me (laughs) um but from that they called me in and and Chevy was there, Chevy Chase and Harold Ramis. And I knew Harold from Second City. And um, they said, yeah, you know, there's a small part in this movie, Vacation, that we're going to do. And I said, oh, that sounds great. But I just found out I'm pregnant. And so it's really exciting. So, no, I can't. And Chevy looks at Harold and says, that would be a funny bit if she's always <laughs> pregnant. And um, so I said, okay. And I was, we went to Colorado where we filmed the first scenes of vacation and I showed up and I didn't know it was my first baby. I didn't show. So they had to pad me. So the whole purpose of making Catherine pregnant all the time and having a zillion kids was because I was pregnant and I show up and I don't show. So it's a, it's a pad in there and not my son that you're seeing. (laughs) So I did that. And then from there on, I proceeded to do lots of other movies, lots of Lampoon movies, which we'll get to in a minute. And then lots of television and lots and lots of voiceovers and cartoons. And so I had a very, very fortunate career. I just kind of kept working, always, you know, really never had to think about it. It was, I was incredibly lucky. After we did the original vacation they did european vacation but they didn't have randy quaid uh, and me in it yeah. and then i got a call from chevy because our kids went to school together and he said hey we're we're doing another vacation movie christmas vacation and so i said oh okay uh, yeah <laughs> so i um i did that and then we ended up doing Vegas vacation. And then Randy and I did our own movie of the week vacation. Yeah, And then I just, you know, I proceeded to continue to do television, some film and lots of voice work. Yeah. The voice work. When you look at that, like before we talked for a few minutes the other night, I wouldn't have, because sometimes it depends on how people get in a voice, but you were doing it already for like the Lampoon guys. And then from there, like just looking at your, you worked on, pretty much like every huge cartoon that I grew up watching, like DuckTales, <laughs> Land Before Time, you did the new yeah. Yogi Bear, Tasmania, Bobby's World, Snorks. 
like a ton of them. <laughs> yeah. And then I am in an Oscar winning film. I'm in Babe. I'm the old sheep, Ma, and babe, nice. I'm a you, a you, a borderless or you. Um, <laughs> I like that. And um, yeah, I was I was very lucky. I got to do lots and lots of, of cartoons. So what at what age would you say that you, I know you said you're basically like, eh, whatever, I'm going to try to do this. Why wouldn't they want me that? I'm funny. At what age were you like, I want to be an actress. Was there an inspiration you had or did you watch something and you're like, I can do that? You know, I think it was ignorance is bliss. I, <laughs> I, you know, here I am in Cleveland, Ohio. Nobody's in show business. Nobody's an actor. And I just always wanted to do it. And I, <laughs> I never doubted myself, which is like either astoundingly stupid or I think what it was, it was really great blind uh, naivete that, well, of course, this is what I want to do, you know, <laughs> so. And then just the fact, like, and I think your attitude about it, it's so cool. Even I'm sure you're the same way then, but like a few years into it, like you mentioned with Maggie being the star of a, of a show right. like that quick. So many other people, it takes years to have that. And the cast on that show. James Hampton, who's like, yeah, I love him. Yeah, oh, yeah. he was great. Yeah. Billy Jane, Doris Roberts, who was yes, in yes. Christmas Vacation all those right, years later. Right, right. It's pretty remarkable that early <laughs> on to be able to land that. Now, now, like over your career is obviously there's 160 credits. You know, some voice and some, you know, you yourself. Is there any favorite roles that you had over the years? Well, I think that I loved, of course, Cousin Catherine. I mean, yeah. she's, you know, kind of iconic. I also loved because I love the producers. I'm working with them on something else right now. Nice. When I was in Grounded for Life and I played Sister Helen, that was a really good show. It oh, was yeah. very underrated. And it was it was more like an indie film. You know, it was. And I played Sister Helen, I think about 20 times. And that was that was always a blast. Yeah, I, I wrote two shows that I wrote down that one that I think were underrated that didn't get credit. But Suburgatory, that's another oh, show. Oh, absolutely. And you see what was great about those two shows? Both of them started out as one time a guest appearance. Yeah. And the character then became a semi-regular, um, which was really nice because then you can bring the, the, they kept bringing the character back and you're learning a little more about her. And yes, wonderful, wonderful acting on suburgatory and writing. And that's got to be such an honor when you're a guest star in a role, when it's not planned, like you said, right. that you're going to be on X amount of episodes. Obviously, right. if even if they love a character that they're introducing, if it doesn't land with the actor, it's not like they're going to, I know some shows recast or get rid of somebody, but they loved you enough that like you said, grab yeah. for life 20 times. That's yeah. 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 It was great. It was great. Is there any roles that you wish you could play? Is there something that you haven't done yet? Cause you're not done yet. You're going to be doing it. <laughs> you know, well, I'll tell you, I, I, I sort of, I stopped doing stage work a while ago because, I love the stage, but it's exhausting. 
it's really tiring, you know, to do eight shows a week or whatever. You know, in my wildest fantasies, oh, sure, it would have been great to have done Broadway or something like that. But I've had so many wonderful opportunities. When I was on the Tim Conway show, you know, I got to sing in big production numbers with Bob Mackie gowns and, you know, with a big orchestra. I've had just so many wonderful experiences that I I don't have too many of those regrets. Yeah, I'm sure. What were you doing on stage recently? Was it like plays out in LA or was it still doing like second city Um, or groundlings? Yeah. No, you know, I, I did when many, 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 many years ago, we did do second city out here, but um, I've done a few plays out here, but it just, it's it's really really a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't done a play in quite a while. <laughs> yeah. And they're not obviously they're rewarding for you doing them. Yeah. But there's a lot that goes into it and the pay is usually not too much. <laughs> what pay? Yeah. Okay. I know. I was talking to Eric Roberts and he loves doing plays but he just for them to say okay you, you got to do this for 12 weeks and rehearse and do all this he's like I can do like 10 movies in that time because he churns them out. He does a lot of movies. <laughs> I know. I actually did a movie with him um, <laughs> with Beverly D'Angelo because we're very close friends. Oh, she's and awesome. she asked me to do this part with her. Yeah. <laughs> so just to circle back. So like with the vacation movies, uh huh. like did they already have that planned? Was it like talked about like, hey, we're going to do X amount of movies or was oh, it just no, built? No, to be no, no, okay. no. Uh, it was a it was a surprise hit, and then of course Christmas Vacation became a giant hit. Oh, that's got to be great every holiday. Oh God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny around the holidays. I can always tell that it's going to be Christmas because <laughs> I get recognized, but not as cousin Catherine. As did we go to school together, or did our kids go to school together, or did we work together? You know. I'm such a familiar presence in their home because that movie runs on a loop around the holidays. So, yeah. But I think that's fascinating with people. Obviously there's like the, the stars that are on these shows for like 20, 30 years. And they, but I think it's so cool when you have the opportunity as like a guest star in so many different series over the years, you have the opportunity to work with so many different people. And I've talked to, I've talked to character actors. One guy, I'm helping him write a book, Larry Hankin, but this other guy, Larry, you knew Larry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So Larry talks about that. Like you're in this little microcosm for like a month or two, and then you go to the next one. And I think that's so fascinating that life, but exactly what you mentioned, this guy, Jason Kravitz, I talked to, he's in a ton of stuff. He said he gets the same thing too. Like, People walk up to him and be like, hey, did we go to school together? Yes, or like these yes, little things, because yes. you're that familiar but face. One of the best was uh, it, it, she, she was working in a boutique, a holiday boutique. And I was there and she said, how do we know each other? And I said, oh, I don't know. No, I, I really it's driving me crazy. How do we know each other? Did you did you do this? No, no, no. Did you do that? And then I said, well, you know what? I'm an actress, so maybe. She goes, no, that's not it. <laughs> she got a little irritated, you know, that I was <laughs> saying I was an actress. So what would you say? Obviously, you've been in show business. And like like I mentioned, like it's one of those 
businesses, the failure rate is more than the success rate. Like so, like the the scale is so in the failure end of right, it. Right. What would you say is the difference? Obviously, with COVID, I could see your backdrop. So it's like the self taping. Oh, I'm sure. No, no, no. You know what this is? Is um, <laughs> this is my little recording studio here. I'll, oh, I'll show nice. you. Can you see? Yeah. Oh, that's where you record. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. This is my little. Uh, my little recording studio here. So you can record, they'll be like, here's your lines and you record for cartoons here? Or is it just- Well, I could and I, I do, um, yeah, I have recorded from here, but also um, I I do all of my voiceover auditions from here. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, once COVID came, the agents kind of closed down. And so if you wanted to still be in the business, you had to have a, a little recording studio. Yeah. So I just turned, uh, like you were talking about earlier, about turning your daughter's bedroom into <laughs> something. This is a second bedroom. And, nice. and we just put up some uh, some baffling and a curtain. And my uh, my nephew, who's very good at this, helped me. And my <laughs> daughter's fiance is a big podcaster. So nice. he helped me. And I just have this little uh, this little studio here. That's awesome. Yeah. And the, vo- and the voice is like when you're telling me the story about like the windshield, like doing that little voice. <laughs> when did yeah. you find that you could do that? Was that something you did as a kid? Like little sound effects oh, and yes. different types of voices? Yes. Always clowning around. Yes. Getting in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> one of the nuns said to me one time, you think they're laughing with you. They're laughing at you. And I remember thinking, well, that's the point. That's what I want them to do. And boy, has it paid off in a real nice way. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so you were always a cut up. It was all from yeah. the beginning. <laughs> my poor sainted father, you know, I'd get my report cards and it would always be D in conduct. And he'd say, why do you have to do this? You know, every day, every Saturday, I'd have detention in my Catholic girls high school. (laughs) I'd have to go to detention every Saturday. I didn't do anything bad. You know, it wasn't like crimes. (laughs) It was just talking, doing impressions of the nuns, goofing around, you know, and always, always, you know, every Saturday there I'd be in detention. <laughs> what was your dad like? He was he still alive when you made it? Like in the eighties and 90s? oh yeah, they they were. My parents were very proud. I'm the oldest of eight kids. Oh, and so wait, you're the you know. oldest in the clown? Oh, I guess I guess it's the same thing as like the youngest being the clown. You're looking for <laughs> attention, right? Yeah, I guess so. And just to distinguish myself, you know. <laughs> Uh, from the rest of them. So, <laughs> uh, no, I love that. That it actually, it paid off. So dad has yeah. to, uh, he looked at that report card, maybe he framed it or showed it to his buddies. Like, <laughs> hey, it paid off. <laughs> well, one uh, time when I was, I think I was on Maggie, one of the shows did a thing at my parents' house in Cleveland and, you know, just showing where I grew up and blah, blah, blah. And uh, my brother reminded me of this the other day. Um, the, the interviewer said, well, Mr. Flynn, 
you must be very proud of your daughter. And he's so sweet. He goes, I'm proud of all my children. (laughs) No, they, they got a huge kick out of it. And my parents got to come out and meet Tim Conway and, you know, they they got to really enjoy it, really enjoy it. That's great for them to go meet Tim Conway, just like a huge, huge. And see, Tim was from Cleveland too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Did he know that when you got hired? Did you like get hired by him or? No, um... no. There was a whole group of very funny people, a little bit older than quite a bit older than you are, but Tim Conway and um, Jack Riley, who I just adored, and uh, Martin Mulls from that area, Fred Willard, who I worked with a lot. Oh, yeah. He was in uh, All Stars, and he was also in uh, one movie that I want to find is The First Family. Looking at that cast, (laughs) is that one? Should I avoid that one? No, that was my first movie. I had like two lines in it. I played Fred's uh, secretary. It was. Yeah, that's what it was. I knew. I thought it was him. Yeah. (laughs) It was my first couple lines in a movie. Yeah. So the Cleveland connection, all those people. Yes. 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 So the other thing I wanted to ask was when you met your husband at these, like at the classes, you guys hit it off. And then I looked him up and the movies that he wrote, like he is. The reason that Rodney Dangerfield did the triple Lindy. In yep, back exactly. School. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Will Aldous. And uh, his, uh, he's, he was a swimmer. And oh, um, really? Yeah. He was, he was a master swimmer. And how did you know that that's triple Lindy thing? How did you how know? How do I know thing? it? I love yeah. that movie. I know, but how did you know he is the one that, that did the, wrote the, that. Oh, uh, I looked oh. up his IMDb. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he came up with that. Yeah. Clifford. Uh, what other movie? There was a bunch of other movies that I love. Uh, ba- um, back to school, uh, uh, the couch trip, uh, uh, quite a few of smaller films that, and he just, his, he unfortunately passed away. Uh, it, it'll be two years next month, but his last film, which you can find. And I, so recommend it because I think it is his quintessential oh. voice um, is called um, The Space Between and Kelsey Grammer's in it and plays kind of a, be- uh, a beach boy, Brian Wilson oh, cool. character, you know, and I, it's, it's about rock and roll and the water and family i mean it's all it's will to a t it's a really oh, wonderful film you can that's cool i think you can get it on um i think you can get it on amazon but anyway it's a wonderful film if you have a chance you should see yeah it i'll film. check it out and i'll put it in the link for people to check out it's okay funny. right here behind me the, for some reason the screen is like flipped but i have kelsey Grammer's autograph he was at a bar down the road i never knew this but he this lived is, in i think it's Jersey. the best thing kelsey Grammer's ever done Oh, I got to watch it then. Yeah, he's he's terrific in it. Yeah, he lived in Jersey. He had like a tough childhood for a few years. I don't know if there was something oh, with his yeah. family. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he uh, lived in Jersey for a while. So he opened up like a, he has his own beer. So he, <laughs> okay. he was promoting it down the street. And I was like, I got to go see Kelsey Grammer. And he was <laughs> okay. bartending. Okay. You know, being a character actress, which is, I guess, what I am. 
I always say I'm like another version of uh, uh, Kevin Bacon, you know, six degrees of Miriam yeah. Flynn. Cause I, I have been in so many different things that the, I do have a connection to so many people. You know, if you mention somebody, I'll bet you I could find the oh, I bet. connection. <laughs> Who's your biggest connection? Would you say Fred? You worked with Fred the most? Uh, well, when you say biggest, in what way do you mean fame? I mean, like, who or... have you? No, not fame. I mean, like, who's the person that you've worked with the most on films and shows? Oh, well, of course, the ones that I've worked with the most would be the vacation people, you know. Oh, that's Beverly true. Heavy and, and Randy. And so, you know, I worked with them a lot. Well, you know, in the shows that I that I did that I guessed it on a lot, you know. That's true, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Fred cuz you worked with him in your first movie and then I'm sure they were sprinkled along the way and then in All Stars he was your Oh no, he wasn't your husband. You're married to he, No, no, he was. He, he was, was okay. Husband. Yeah, yeah. No, I always give No, oh, you're right. No, who was the other guy? The guy with the mustache, he was heavy set. Oh, really funny that's character. Mike Haggerty. I had Yeah, it's Mike Haggerty. See, he's Second City. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Well, most of those people, when I talked to Lance, because he had to shoot it in, yeah. you know, on a 30, tight budget, 30 days. Yeah. everyone was improv. Yeah. And then Every, John almost, Goodman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that John Goodman story is great. Is they used to do like dinner theater in the early 80s or something. Yeah, and he said, yeah, I yeah. promise I'll be there. And he's like, and sure enough, I he know. showed up. Such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Yeah. I love that movie. Like when yes, I, it's a it, good movie. So funny. And it's cool that he was inspired. Like he wrote what he knew. Like you said, exactly. Your husband wrote like he was a swimmer. So I'm going to write this movie about yeah. Rodney yeah. going back to school. Yeah. 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 Did your husband write that with Rodney in mind? Oh, no, no, no. Harold Ramis brought in Will and his Will's writing partner, Steve Campman. And they came in and help punch up the script and they they added a lot of the things to it including the the swimming thing and coming up with dean jones what was his name (laughs) dean martin or dean jones yeah they came up with that name that was uh that was a wonderful that was a real turnaround for will's career you know because that movie was a huge success at the time oh yeah I haven't this, seen that one in a long time. Yeah, I have to watch it. And then I have to watch the one that he just wrote. That's so cool that that came out. Yes. And and he got to see it. He got to Oh, see he did. It. Good. Yeah. Yeah. He got to see it about when they when they for the first rough assembly of it. Yeah. Yeah. Marion, this has been awesome. Thank you for dealing with all the technical difficulties. I always ask this question, but I, I don't think there's another answer. I always ask folks, what would you be doing if you didn't go into Hollywood? But it seemed like you're always a cut up. That was something you wanted to do. Was there anything in the back of your mind that you're like, I guess I could do this? If- well, yes. Ironically, the other thing that I was always interested in, bizarre, is was advertising. And then my first real, well, no, because Second City was my first real job. But but I was a writer and did the, all the voices for Dick Orkin and Bert Burtis. So I was in advertising. Oh, yeah. 
like I say, I, I've been phenomenally fortunate and I'm very grateful. I don't take it for granted at all. I'm very, very grateful. And the good friends that I have met, um, I'm still super close with all of the Second City people. And um, Lance, who you mentioned, Lance Kinsey, he got into Second City because my husband directed the touring company. So that's how we met Lance. And then he and his wife moved out here to Los Angeles and became super close friends of ours. We always spent our Christmases together and Lance and I have the same birthday. And so many of my closest friends are still my second city friends. So I feel like we had a whole family out here too, you know. Anne Ryerson, George Went, uh, Shelley Long. You know, we all had our own family out here, which was really great. I think that's what's great about Second City and like that improv kind of, even all, all those people that Larry, when he started in the committee in San Francisco, like the yes. rival one was like Edie McClurg and like he's still friends with all of them. He filmed a short like five years ago and it had Paul Wilson, who was in oh, Edie McClurg. So it, he, it's yeah. funny, like, all these years later, you know, it's just that I think oh, yeah. you're, you're on there, you know, yes. doing it together. The old school advisors, you know, we all know each other. We all cross paths. It's uh, <laughs> our DNA is <laughs> somehow mixed up <laughs> together, but um, we all know each other. Oh. It's great. This has been great. So cool to connect with you and talk with you. Sure. Well, good luck. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. Man, wasn't Miriam such a blast? I love the story about how her relationship from Second City with Harold Ramis. She, they want her to be in vacation. She pitches the, oh, I'm pregnant. And they're like, oh, that'd be funny. And then she shows up on set. She's not showing a bunch, so she has to wear a padding. And just, man, she was just so cool. And don't forget her late husband's movie, The Space Between. I'll put the link in the episode notes so you can find it. I rented it on Amazon, but you can find it Anywhere, if you subscribe to Epics, it's on there too. Really cool movie, and it's great that it came out and he was able to see it before you know, he passed away. So, your homework to watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's on all the time. I actually have it on VHS. Yeah, I'm going to watch it on that just for the nostalgia of it. We're going to discuss the shitters full. Man, just so much in this movie is great. And the neighbors, I think, man, the neighbors have to deal with the Griswolds. It's not the other way around. <laughs> so don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast, follow us on all social media at Sequels Only, and don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night.